Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place, especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. What are you tolerating? That's an important question for all of us to think about. When we tolerate something, it becomes like a ball and chain. And when I think of that, I think of um, Dickens' Christmas Carol and the part in it where um, the ghost of uh, Jacob Marley comes back and he's wearing this ball and chain uh, that's chaining him to the past and all of the the things that he didn't do and uh, his past miserly ways. And our tolerations can become like that. What do I mean by a toleration? It's the things we put up with that we really don't like. Uh, sometimes it's, it can become people, um, but mostly it's things about a person that we tolerate. And if that can't change, um, then it's the person. Uh, but more often, sometimes it's things about ourselves, too, that we tolerate. Uh, one of the things I know that I tolerate about myself is I do tend to procrastinate on some things. Um, and finding a place for everything, uh, keeping too many things, instead of throwing them all away, as quickly as some other members of my family would like me to. And so things do pile up a little bit. And I tolerate that. Uh, sometimes it's because there are things that I want that I will be using or think I will be using. But then weeks go by and sometimes months go by and it's still there. <laughs> and... Uh, still thinking like, oh, I'll read that. Or, oh, I want to do something with that, but I don't have time for it right now. And when I really think about it, the chances of having time for it in anywhere in the near future is pretty, very, pretty, pretty limited. And um, so I'm learning to get a little bit better at getting rid of those tolerations. And as I do that, uh, cleaning up some of the clutter, things that I tolerate sitting around. It feels good. It feels lighter. It's freeing when we do that. Um, and so one of the exercises that uh, one of my mentors, Tiffany Largie, has had us do is write down a list of the things we're tolerating. That can be a very telling list to go through and to, to think about uh, things about ourselves that we tolerate. 
things about um, where we're living or how we're living, uh, things about our health and well-being that we may tolerate that we keep saying we want to change, but we don't. Um, things about relationships that we tolerate, things about um, our life, uh, not just where we live, but what are we doing? Are we staying in a position, uh, whether it's in a faith community or a job, just because it's paying the bills? Yes, paying the bills is important, but is it something we really enjoy doing? Are we doing it just because we're tolerating it? Are we tolerating the people we work with? Uh, are we staying in a position just to tolerate, uh, you know, to tolerate the people that were there <laughs> that we have to deal with in the midst of this. So all of these things can be um, ways of tolerating or things that we tolerate in the midst of life. And when we do that, it's sometimes it's the thought of, well, to be a good person, we need to put up with this kind of stuff. To be a good and loving person, we need to um, not say anything about the way somebody is treating us. To be a good and loving uh, faith leader, uh, we need to uh, put up with how we're being paid or what how people uh, treat us on a Sunday morning uh, or what's, um, what kind of situations we live in. <laughs> Thinking about that, it's kind of a funny example. Uh, the first place where I lived as a pastor was in a parsonage, a church-owned house. And before I came to that congregation, I they gave me a tour of the house and everything. And it was a small house, um, basically two main bedrooms. One was, a, there was a third one that was really quite small that I turned into an office. Uh, but two decent-sized bedrooms. Um, there was another office or dining room area, living room, kitchen, you know, basic, and one bathroom in the house. And then there was a basement where there was some laundry, um, an unfinished basement. And I walked in to see the bathroom and noticed that the, the floor felt a little soft. I felt like I was kind of cushiony there. The floor feels kind of soft or you know, it was around the, the toilet stool. And I said, Sounds, feels like you might have a leak here. This, oh, yeah, we know about that. The leak's been fixed and everything, and, and we'll have the floor repaired before you come. Well, I came. The floor was not repaired. A year went by, and the floor was not repaired. Two years went by. The floor was still not repaired. I kept mentioning it and saying, yeah, they said, oh, yeah, that needs to be done. And yet nothing got done. And there came a point where I just flat out said, you know, I'm going to be gone on 
vacation at this point in time. And I expect that that floor will be taken care of because at some point there's going to be a bathroom in the basement. I just hope that I'm not in it when it relocates because of that floor. And finally, they got the message. But I had tolerated that for years before I kind of put my foot down, so to speak, and said, hey, wait a minute, folks. This is not acceptable. This needs to be done now. And yeah, I tolerated it because I didn't want to ruffle people's feathers because I thought that was being a kind and loving person because I didn't like the conflict and pushing people. And so I lived with a bathroom that wasn't exactly sound anymore and just plain tolerated what was going on. And we do that in so many different ways in life. I mentioned about the stuff that piles up around me in the house and my husband tolerates it and he's kind of put his foot down on some of that and I'm working at it and it is getting better. Um, And there are things that each of and every single one of us tolerates. But why? Why do we do that? Oh, we just don't have time. That's one of my excuses. Oh, it would be inconvenient for somebody else. Oh, it might ruffle somebody's feathers. Oh, well, it's not really that bad after all. You know, those kinds of things. Um, I don't want to seem mean. I don't want to, you know, what if somebody doesn't like what I'm saying? All of those kinds of things are reasons that we give ourselves and say as to why we would tolerate things. And it's not that we have to be mean in order to say, hey, look, this is not not acceptable for me. This is not working well. This is not useful to me. It's not useful to us. It's not useful to what we're trying to accomplish here. It's not a good way to go about and do things. And... So learning how to communicate and saying, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm wanting, this is what I'm needing, and these things just aren't working. If I'm tolerating this, it's taking energy away from that. If I'm tolerating uh, having this kind of bathroom situation, uh, the floor in the bathroom, it's adding to the stress level that I experience every single day that I'm in this house. Um, you know, what, however we can put it in a way that gets the point across, but doesn't have to be mean or nasty about it. And then there comes a point where we just have to say, no, no more. I'm not tolerating that anymore. And sometimes that means just plain leaving. It does mean just plain leaving or uh, saying goodbye to uh, a friendship, saying, um, you know, enough is enough with something. And that gets tough. It gets hard. But sometimes that's what we need to do, to not 
tolerate and not tolerate the way people treat us sometimes. Yeah. If somebody is bullying you, that's not acceptable. And to say, no, that's, that's no good. Not tolerate that. And there are ways to handle that, uh, to, um, to do it without being yourself a bully in the process or without getting violent or angry or, you know, retaliating in any kind of way. So there needs to be a way to say no, no more, enough, that kind of thing, in a way to be heard, but not to be um, equally unkind or equally mean as somebody else might be to you, if that's what's going on. So think about that and think about that list. Create for yourself a list of what are the things you're tolerating, things you're tolerating about yourself, things you tolerate about your environment, things you tolerate about your work, um, things you tolerate maybe in how you're being seen or treated. And that's the only thing. You can't change somebody else. We can change ourselves and who we are and what we do. We cannot force somebody else to change. We can tell them what we need. We can tell them what we want. We can tell them how their behavior is impacting us and how it feels, but we can't force them to change. So think about those things as, and, you know, if that's, if their behavior is so um, inappropriate in ways that it's harmful to you or hurtful, that may mean it's time to end that relationship, that friendship, that whatever. And if it's a member in the congregation, sometimes that's very difficult to do. But you may be saying, no, I'm not going to take your phone calls anymore. No, I'm not going to come visit you. Uh, if you're behaving like that, no, I'm not going to. That's not an acceptable way to respond and be um, treating your pastor, your leader, worship leader, whoever you are, that there are limits you can put on that. So think about all of the things you're tolerating. Go back through that list. Take a look at it. Refresh that list every once in a while and to see what's going on and how that's happening. And then see which one or two you can work on to stop tolerating those things and start whittling down through that list. Take something that seems manageable to begin with to work on, that may be an easier one to solve and deal with, but then keep going down through that list and try to get rid of some of that ball and chain that's holding you down. Lighten the load that you're carrying and dragging around with you. So, until next time, this is The Tilted Halo, but there's much more to come in another episode. So until then, God's peace and God's blessings to you. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? 
I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.